The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. I'm grimacing because it was such an opportunity. Possession-wise, I thought they were good, but they didn't have the cutting edge and they don't have Sam Kerr. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Thursday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan. We'll start with events at the Aviva Stadium last night. Republic of Ireland manager Stephen Kenny says he was pleased enough overall with the 3-2 win over Latvia. 18-year-old Evan Ferguson scored his first international goal in his first start. Callum O'Dowda and Chidoze Ogbene were also on target. Will Smallbone and Mikey Johnson both made their international debuts. Smallbone was named man of the match. Johnson was heavily involved in the winning goal for Ogbene. And Stephen Kenny was happy with the contribution of both Ferguson and Smallbone. Evan, it's only his fourth start and he got a goal. He's only 18. We can't, you know, we can't predict things in the, in the, in the future. You know, he's still, still, still learning the game. And, but he's take, took everything destroyed. Will... Just been obviously watched a good bit of Stoke recently and last seven weeks. Just been so impressed with how he's kicked on. So he gives us something to think about. Tony Ferguson's third cap at senior level, his first start. The me teenager says it was a special moment to score. As a kid, growing up, going to watch the games and seeing how, how much it means to the players, and when you actually do it, there's no better feeling. Did it used to be a Robbie Keane shirt on your back? Yeah, it's like. Like he was one of the idols growing up, you know what I mean? Seeing what he done for the country and how he scored goals, it's always someone to look up to. There's a lot on your shoulders at the moment, isn't there? How are you coping with that? I don't really read too much into it. Like everyone's, everyone's going to have talk, you know what I mean? If someone's doing well, a young Irish man's doing well, so I don't really read too much into it. Attention now turns to next Monday's opening qualifier against France in Dublin. Stephen Kenny says Seamus Coleman should be available for that game. He didn't feature last night due to a knock that he suffered for Everton against Chelsea last Saturday. Former Dundalk boss Vinnie Perth was on OTB AM earlier on to reflect on the win over Latvia and also to look ahead to the visit of the French. Perth was Kenny's assistant at Dundalk. He knows him well. He's not 100% sure Evan Ferguson will start on Monday. He also broke down how the boys in green could approach the game against the World Cup runners-up. Personally, I played with two tens, as in Smallbone and Knight. Smallbone ahead... Um, say on the right and, and Knight on the left to go and support when it's on but also give that defensive cover they've, they've used that it. system before but was only really one midfielder done and Knight does it now to, to show, or McGrath does, has done it to shore it up and then one centre forward is, is how I would play but who's that? Um, <laughs> I, I think Evan Ferguson has to start yeah, he he's, he's a level above um, I'm still not convinced by it. I just haven't been. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I've heard a couple of interviews and a couple of things where I've not known this man through football for 20 years and going, was oh, he really? Not that he's not convinced. Just something has, has created a doubt in my mind. Look, I think there's a huge reaction to this kid and the momentum with it. And um, So I think, I think the goal last night will certainly push, but... I wouldn't be shocked, that's the way I put it, if Adam Oida started or, or somebody else started. France are in action tomorrow night against the Netherlands in Paris. The qualifiers kick off tonight. Michael O'Neill starts his second spell as Northern Ireland boss away to San Marino. That's in Group H. Connor Washington has been past fit to play, but no Johnny Evans due to injury. San Marino have never won a competitive match in 166 attempts. That's since they started playing international football in 1990. They were seconds away from taking a point off Steve Staunton's Republic of Ireland in 2007. But Stephen Ireland scored in injury time. England are in Naples to face Italy in Group C. It's a repeat of the Euro 2020 final. 
Harry Kane can break Wayne Rooney's goal-scoring record, both of 53 goals for England. It's England's first game since the World Cup quarter-final defeat to France, in which Kane missed a late penalty. But Gareth Southgate believes this is a good chance to show Kane's put the disappointment behind him. We've seen that mentally his performances with his club and his goal-scoring with his club, he's put it behind him. But I know he's going to have added motivation to come back and show everybody what he's about again in an England shirt. So for us, that's a, a good position. Marcus Rashford will miss the game. He's unavailable due to injury. First time in a decade that Italy have played an international game in Naples. A fair bit of talk about security in the build-up to the match. It was only last week when eight football fans were arrested after violence flared between Eintracht Frankfurt and Napoli fans before and after their Champions League last 16 tie. Italy will wear a special message on their jerseys for Gianluca Vialli, who was a member of Roberto Mancini's coaching staff. He died in January following a battle with cancer. Some of the other games to keep an eye on, Denmark hosts Finland in Copenhagen, which was the venue for their meeting at Euro 2020 when Christian Eriksen collapsed after suffering a cardiac arrest during the game. Thankfully, he's back playing football, although the Manchester United midfielder won't be involved tonight due to an ankle injury, not due back until next month. Roberto Martinez takes charge of Portugal for the first time. A new manager, but the same question, will Cristiano Ronaldo play? If Ronaldo does feature against Liechtenstein, he'll become the most capped men's international player of all time. 196 caps he has at the moment. The Al Nasser striker will also be looking to add to his tally of 118 international goals. All those games I mentioned start at 7.45. It's advantage Chelsea after the first leg of their women's Champions League quarterfinal against Lyon. The WSL champions beat the holders 1-0 in France. The second leg's at Stamford Bridge next week. Bit of a concern for Chelsea boss Emma Hayes, though. The fitness of England centre-back Millie Bright. She went off with a knee injury before halftime. The player herself said she felt good. It was more a case of not risking it. Leon could have Ada Hegerberg back for the second leg. She was an unused substitute last night after her return from a lengthy injury. Wolfsburg also came away from France with a 1-0 win over PSG. All four quarterfinals finished 1-0. So plenty to play for in those return legs next week. Jim Ratcliffe and Sheikh Jassim will both submit second improved bids for Manchester United before an extended deadline. The cutoff of 9pm last night had been initially set for parties to submit revised offers and after this was extended, both Ratcliffe and Sheikh Jassim both say they intend to meet the new deadline. Ineos founder Ratcliffe and Sheikh Jassim, the chairman of Qatar Islamic Bank, are the only bidders who've gone public with their intentions to complete a full takeover. A first round of bidding took place last month. It's been reported there are as many as eight separate potential investors. And speaking of United, former United and England goalkeeper Ben Foster has come out of retirement to sign for Wrexham, who play in the National League. He'll return to the race course ground 18 years after appearing for the club during a loan spell. The 39-year-old last played for Watford before calling time on his career last September. That's it for today's Football Daily. As always, you can subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from Off The Ball. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.